When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. are a strike away from franchise history and some World Series history as Hudson tries to close it out. It'll be another 3-2 pitch to Michael Brantley. Hudson sets the kick and here it comes. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! The celebration is on! The Washington Nationals are the World Champions! Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Half Street High Heat. Thank you, as always, for joining us. I am Amanda. You can find me on Twitter at awhite7877. I am joined, as always, by my puerile co-hosts, Nick and Ryan. You can find them on Twitter at DCNatchak, and you can find the show at Half Street High Heat. How are you guys doing? What did you just call me? So you Purell, which means hand sanitizer, which means we're so clean because we're so clean dressed in our tuxedos for the Heater Awards tonight. Let's yes. go. Uh, I'm going to take that. Sure. Terry <laughs> agreed to leave uh, Chili's Open later tonight. It's me and Nick and Terry in here. We got the TVs on. We got HGTV going. We got fresh frozen <laughs> strawberry margaritas. And Terry's bringing us chips and salsa all night long. Because it is the Heater Awards. Let's get it. Let's go, baby. Let's get it. So let's get through the other stuff we have to do before we can get to what we're all waiting for. The boring which is stuff. the Heater Awards. <laughs> so um, I also want to point out, you should know what that means, Ryan, since you took some Latin in high school. You're going to have to figure that one out based on your Latin experience. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to know about my Latin experience. <laughs> the green. If you know, you green. know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, man. let's have our weekend review. There's not too much baseball news this week, but there is a little bit. Um, yeah, so it was um, insert turkey noises here because it was Thanksgiving, and gobble, that gobble. was actually an incredible turkey noise. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can do a good chicken noise, but I don't have a good turkey noise. Yeah, so no, I'll it's, that one it's turkey. 
turkey, <laughs> not chicken, Amanda. Thank you. Yeah, but chicken is better than turkey, and I, you can fight. Oh, yeah, turkey uh, actually uh, yeah. sucks. So I'm just throwing that out there. No, it's my least favorite part, part of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Oh, it is absolutely oh. the worst part. Uh, Hot takes. I'm I'm not a big Hot fan of stuffing. On, oh, I think stuffing. I what? Stuffing. My mom puts yeah. spicy oh sausage God. in it. Oh, it's so good. Oh, that's, oh, that's so not really good. stuffing, then. That's just like a game changer. No, it's unreal. <laughs> it's dressing, which makes no sense, but sure. Once you put oh. other shit at stuff in it, sorry, I said it backwards. <laughs> Once you put other stuff in it, then it's dressing. It's not stuffing. Oh, it's technically a salad. Anyways, so <laughs> we move on. Um, it was a holiday week, and baseball took holidays, except for the story that will never stop um it may have been thanksgiving but the astros are getting more accusations we have stories from 2017 we have stories from 2018 now we have reports from 2019 and the yankees said that the astros were using flashing lights in center field during the 2019 alcs to steal signs when it was quieter Ooh, they had whistles and the banging but when it got louder they had the flashing lights there's been multiple sources that have said this, so now the MLB has three whole years to look into it. They're already interviewing umpires. They're going to take their sweet old time on this one because there's a lot of freaking evidence to go through. Um, the Indians and Dodgers have discussed the trade for Lindor, and the Indians reportedly did not want Corey Seager as they want one of the 100 bajillion uh, <laughs> incredible prospects that the Dodgers always have for some reason. Trevor Bauer flexes his muscles on Twitter that he has a $500,000 sports car. That was absolutely wrecked in the weirdest way possible. You have to read the tweet because it made no sense whatsoever. It got like hit by a tire, and then the tire like pushed it through a wall. I, it, it didn't make sense. You got to look it out. Yeah, Trevor Bauer is a freak. Um and this is only something that can happen to him. And then tomorrow is the non-tender deadline, so be on the lookout for names dropping as teams are going to start cutting dead weight. And that is it for the holiday week around baseball. Are we going to mention Wilmer Defoe? I feel like we're, we're leaving a glaring hole in the review if we don't talk well, about it. Well, um, if you look at your show doc, there's <laughs> oh, yeah, two there whole it is. sections. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> Yeah, he gets it. You he can gets tell his own I've read section. ahead through this. He, so that he, he gets, gets his, his own, own section. section. Yeah. As I demanded earlier in our group chat, that he have his own segment. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So the Nats avoid arbitration, signing Wilmer Defoe's one million dollars. They probably save themselves money. Um, the league minimum six hundred thousand. There's a very good chance the dude doesn't make the roster. He's going to get a spring training tryout. If he does well, he's a twenty-six man, and he's only making a million dollars. If he doesn't do well, they cut him and don't have to pay him. So either way, it's kind of a win-win for the team. Yeah, Jesse yeah. Uh, Jesse Dockery um, had a, a good thread on Twitter because I mean, no one really was like really pushing for Defa to return, but it, it it's like a low risk, high reward. Uh, well, I guess low reward uh, deal for the Nats. Um, he compared it to the Sammy Solis deal last year where Solis and the Nats avoided arbitration coming to a deal before spring training. But as we all know, Solis didn't make the team. He was cut. He got a spring training shot, but obviously they didn't uh, go forward with him. So it's similar to that. If he sucks in spring training, they'll cut him. No harm done. But uh, if he has a good spring training, then it's a good deal for the 26th man on your team. There you go. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a million dollars. If he if he does even reasonably well, a million dollars is is a bargain. If he doesn't, then no harm, no foul. They can just they can just cut him. Speaking but, of people, the Nats resigned. The much bigger what? deal that happened this week was Jan Gomes. Oh, he's man, back. Baby. Um, I can breathe. He's of all the Nats free agents to resign, there's no one more important than Jan. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Exactly. Um, From Mr. Jan Gunstan himself, Mr. Nick, over here. With I, I would like to say that I single-handedly changed the entire perception of Jan Gomes amongst his fan base. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it was just Amanda constantly really? hating on wow. him, but I fell in love with him. Um, and when they because Amanda him, was hating on him, <laughs> he's just a contrary bastard. That's why. <laughs> um, but when he resigned, I saw a lot of people who were very excited about it, and I was just sitting back and just smiling. And Terry right now is smiling because he's bringing me another frozen strawberry margarita at my local Chili's restaurant. Please number three tonight for those keeping yes. track at home. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the greatest catcher wow. in MLB history. He is back. Two years. <laughs> 10 million um very very cheap deal again low risk yeah high reward now wasn't he nine million when they they didn't pick up his yeah. option it was a nine yeah. million yeah it was nine million for one year so i mean to get mm -hmm. him back for one million more for another year i mean you can't really it's not like the uh, catcher market is really robust this year so oh no, that's and five we, million per year so like it's a yeah it's a steal we saw the deal the catcher market moved fairly quickly too. Uh, I mean, yeah. obviously, Yasmani Grandal was like the second big name free agent to sign, and then he saw the Astros and uh, oh, the uh, Braves with Darno. They made catching moves, so it was moving very quickly. Which obviously mm -hmm. it makes sense because good catchers are hard to come by, um, which is why it's very crucial that the Nats resign Jan Gomes. The platoon. Um, uh, strategy that they Suzuki had throughout the season. Back, yeah. yeah, it was working. You have Suzuki for another year, um, so it makes sense to let Roddy Reed or whoever you ha have in the system develop more for another year because I don't think any of the prospects are ready yet to love for another year. Then once Suzuki's done, you have that guy to platoon with Jan Gomes in 2021. So it just makes sense. I, I like the deal a lot. Yeah, I like it too. I, I I also really hope that we see a bounce back from Gomes. I mean, he was so good in in 2018, and then just had like a really weird bounce back. He was the best could... player in the Nats last year. Yeah, I know it'll be pretty hard to do a lot better than what he just did. <laughs> yeah, really hard. Anyway, I think I expect better things from him this year coming up than at least early in the year last year we saw. Oh, hold on, we'll I'm getting my uh, baby back ribs. Hold on. Yeah. My, uh, well, you my, guys are really committed to this bit. I, I we're really, actually what here. Bit? <laughs> what you're the only about. bit I'm taking is um, this bite of baby back ribs, baby. Can I get inside the ranch? Thank you. Oh, my Lord. Anyway. All right. Enough fussing about. Let's get to what we're all here for. Can we get some uh, drum roll, please? It is time <laughs> for, for the heater awards. All right, I'm super excited. This is going to be a lot of fun. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to read out the nominees, award show style, and then we will announce the winners. So, Ryan, you want to take the first one? Yeah, so this is a big one. Um, every award is absolutely huge. So we'll, we'll just get started. Um, for player of the National 2019 season, the nominees are Anthony Rendon. Please hold the pause at the end. Juan Soto, Max Scherzer, and Steven Strasburg. These are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Um, 
These are the big heavyweights. They are and, the buzzsaw. And your 2019 mm-hmm. player of the year is Anthony Rendon. A surprise yes, to no is. one. No one. Yeah. I thought it might be Strauss, I, I, but Rendon was... Strauss came in second. Rendon was amazing. Did he? Okay. There yes. you go. All right. Um, Nick, you want to take the next one? I got you. And just to... For transparency, you, you know how we are. Completely transparent on this podcast. We'll, we'll break down the vote. Rendon got 61% of the vote. So, uh, I mean, everyone was kind of on his, on his side there. A decisive victory. <clears throat> yep. As he should have had in the MVP voting, but that's all right. All right. <clears throat> this next one is one of my favorites because, obviously, uh, on this show, we are no stranger to takes. Uh, we will never the cease. Of, the hottest of takes. The hottest, <laughs> the hottest of the takes. With spicy chilies. Um, but we've had some bad ones, some ones that haven't worked out, and we'd like to honor them now. The nominees for take of the year are Adam Eaton sucks. Well, this was a great take because he does. Sorry. Yeah, this is this is fair. Another nominee, fire Davy Martinez. Another nominee. All right. Sell at the deadline. And the final Ooh, nominee. I remember that one. Nats will get swept by the Dodgers in the NLDS. I don't know who ever could have predicted that. <laughs> and the winner of take of the year is the Nats should have a fire sale at the deadline. Man. Can you that imagine was a if, hot take. It can was. you imagine if we had traded Rendon like we all we all on this podcast said we should have at the deadline based on where we were? But can you imagine if we had sold Rendon at the deadline? That... Well, we would never know that they were going to win the World Series because they certainly wouldn't have, and we would have had no way of knowing that that. Well, Amanda, they, they you, had, won the World you, Series you had faith. Years. Yeah, you, you had faith the entire time. So I mean. Yeah. At least own Somebody that. had to Ad- do it. <laughs> I actually <laughs> but, would have voted for this. The Nats get swept by the Dodgers and the NLDS was my favorite take of the year, but the sell at the deadline one was definitely a strong contender. So what was no, the percentage of the vote? Sell at the deadline is my vote, too, because it's just... We had an entire uh, episode on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> We had like sure three did. episodes on it. Yeah, we were we committed could, to that take yeah, on this podcast. And we could not have been more wrong. Um, I mean, to be fair, we were committed to Fire Davey for a long time, too. So We were. Uh, Nash should have Fire Sale at the deadline. Got 37% of the vote, so a little bit closer. The uh, next closest was Fire Davey and Adam Eaton Sucks, uh, each with 22% wow, of the vote. Wow, my vote was so the loser of this group. Yep, uh, as per usual with you. Ah, there we go. Puerile <laughs> as always. Anyway. Hey, I'm three. I'm three. Pure. Oh, whatever. I'm three strawberry margaritas deep. There's no rules. There are no rules. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll take this next one. The next one is game of the year. This one is super fun because you get to kind of think back through like what were the, really the most fun games that we had, um, and you know, not looking at not looking at playoffs, but actually regular season games. And there were, even in a season that had some really, really tough moments, there was some really fun stuff, too. So the nominees are the back-to-back-to-back-to-back home run game, the Max Broken Nose game, the comeback. If you're an Ass fan, you should know what that is without any further explanation. If you know, you know. And the, if you know, you know. And the Para Grand Slam versus the Dodgers and his 
His, it was his first hit as a national. So, the winner is blah, 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 blah. the comeback game, which was yeah. absolutely amazing. I love the call, the radio call of that, where you Charlie and Dave it. did that. You blew it! <laughs> like, that was awesome. So, yeah, I was Bob watching Carpenter, that game. Bob Carpenter's call on that is so bad that the Mets uh, broadcast team was more excited when that happened than Bob Carpenter. Wow. Yeah, that's that was like, just so blasé. Hey, the swing, fly the, Met, <laughs> the Mets uh, broadcast team—they just wanted the draft pick. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, what was the percentage on the comeback? Uh, very decisive victory for the comeback. Fifty-seven uh, percent of the vote. I mean, Max Broken Nose came in second with thirty-one percent. So, between those two, nearly ninety percent of the vote. Wow. Okay. All right. So, All right. right, you get the next one. Yes, so the next category is playoff moment of the year. Um, and Ooh, these four categories are more clutch than this uh, triple dipper that I'm downing right now. Um, once again, <laughs> shout out to Terry and Chili's. Um, the first nominee we have is the Soto wildcard hit. I was there. Um, I got into it with the Brewers fan over this one because he served it. The Howie Grand Fly. Game five slam, which Nick was at. Yeah. E. Soto bombs in game six of the World Series. And then Howie, game seven, boing, home run off the foul pole. And this one was pretty close. Um, and the winner of this category is <laughs> Howie Kendrick, game seven home run off the foul pole to win the Nats to World Series. That came in at 37% of the vote. Juan Soto's wild card hit, which is the loudest I've ever heard Nats Park. And, like, they can continue cheering throughout the entire commercial break, which they've never done. So, again, massive hats off to Nats fans for that. Got 35% of the vote. So, shout yeah, out to Howie Kendrick for taking home the award. I think I voted for yes. Soto. Just because I was there. Yeah, I was at that game, and it was. I've been at Nats Park for some big moments, and that was. I have never experienced Nats Park like it was. It was so down. It, it was like a, you could have heard a pin drop in there before that hit because everybody was just. I was mentally prepared for another early playoff exit, and all of a sudden everything changed. And when it when the ball got past the right fielder, I about lost my damn mind, and so did everybody else in that park. I love amazing. that because every single person there, like you're saying, was just fully expecting. Like, well, they just laid an egg. They're going home again in the playoffs. And then, like, from the right. moment Soto hit it, you can't really tell the difference in the second roar when uh, I think it was Grisham missed it because everyone just lost uh -huh. their mind that a Nats player actually had a clutch hit. And I love yeah. it so much. And then the moment where, where uh, Soto gets tagged out, like the whole thing was just insanity. It was just yeah, a crazy no one, thing. And no the whole rest of that cared. game is like a blur. Yeah, yeah, nobody even cared. The whole rest of that game was just a blur. It was the most insane. And it really feels like the Nats never looks back. That's why this would be my, my moment. Obviously, the game winner in the World Series is the most you know, significant moment. But if I had to just pick the best moment, it was that one. Because it was then that like things never really... I don't know. The Nats never looked back. It felt like from then on they were the team of destiny. It was that moment that yeah. put them on the on the track. I mean, Howie had forever is a legend in this franchise, whether he resigns here or not. Um, just that call and that sound is submitted to this uh, franchise forever. So 
Congratulations yeah. to our winner for this one. Yeah, like Absolutely. you guys. I mean, because you guys were at the wild card game and were able to experience it, I voted for the Howie Grand Slam versus Dodgers just because I was there. Oh, and I, you were there. You like Nats Park was like so loud for you guys, but I was so loud in Dodger Stadium and everyone was getting mad at me. Oh, it was great. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't trade that thing for the world. Doing uh, the like, Lord's work at Dodger yeah. Stadium. I oh love it. man, it it was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. So I wouldn't but, trade. I'm so jealous that you got uh, to be there for that. So oh, jealous. That Brewers fan was so obnoxious all game long. When the Nats yep. took the lead, I was yelling everything back at him, and like everyone was high fiving me. When he left, I was like, "Oh, they're leaving!" Because he yelled out in the first inning. He just stared at me, paused for five seconds, and all <laughs> he could muster was "F you." And I've never been more proud of myself in that moment because <laughs> I defeated that man single-handedly. real-life trolling. Not once, so, though. That's good work. I yeah. defeated him because that's all yeah. I could come up with. You defeated and, him. <laughs> and it was great, like, in the, the Dodgers game, because, like, when the game was officially over, I mean, I'm still yelling, like, making a ruckus, and this girl behind me goes, we still have better fans than you. I was like, it's true, but we're going to the National Championship <laughs> Series. <laughs> like, I didn't even care. Yeah. Oh, all right, man. sure, honey, take your L. Yeah, I was like, all right. Yeah, you and the rest of the great Dodgers fans can enjoy your trip home. You don't have far to go. And I to say, I saw a whole bunch of Dodgers fans streaming out of that stadium after the Grand Slam. So oh, she can it shove it with her, our fans are Beautiful. Oh, man. Oh, God, I'm going. so jealous you were there for that. That's such a moment. Yeah. All right, I, you get the I next felt, one, Nick. I, I was just going to say, I felt God in that stadium like I feel God in this Chili's tonight. Nice. Yeah. Shout out to Terry. I love you, buddy. <laughs> he just blew me a kiss. <laughs> Did you catch it? <laughs> it's in my pocket. <clears throat> All right. So the next category is Natitude of the Year. Another one of my favorites just because of the people that were nominated. I mean, everyone knows what Natitude is. It's the reason we won the World Series and did the damn thing. Um, these people perfectly embody what it means to be a Nat. And the nominees are Trevor Rosenthal, <laughs> Tony Sipp, Kyle Bearclaw, Fernando Rodney. Heavyweight. In one of the closest results of any of the categories, the winner for Natitude of the Year is the one, the only, Fernando freaking Rodney, baby. I mean, how in the Let world do you survive a bullpen purge when you are arguably the worst bullpen piece in it? The dude is a legend. He survived all season long and somehow winded up even making the, the World Series roster and winning a freaking World Series ring. The dude is a legend. Oh, man. And while being the oldest player in baseball, I would just uh, point out. The dude is the Tom Brady of Pump baseball. 98. Don't at me. Yeah. Don't <laughs> at me. Yeah. Fernando, Rodney, Tom Brady, and me, by the way, rocking the 42, <laughs> represent the 42-year-olds in the world. <laughs> Put myself um, in the category. Legend. Legend. That was actually really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, right. Fernando so Trevor Rodney. Rosenthal was actually my vote for this one, though, because early in the it year when everything was garbage, I the, Trevor Rosenthal's infinite ERA was the most entertaining thing to me that had ever happened in the history of the world. So he was my vote for that at the I mean, end of the year. 
that's typically what Nats is. Like, he perfectly embodied what it means to be a part of the Nats bullpen. He just sucked. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's what it meant to be a part of the bullpen. But, but Fernando, Rodney, hanging on to go the yeah. whole distance while sucking through a huge part of it, I that know. embodies the 2019 they, Nats. They like literally, uh, except for, like, Doolittle, they replaced every single bullpen piece. <laughs> and somehow yeah. Rodney, Rodney survived. But Rodney beat out Rosenthal. Rodney had 51% of the vote. Rosenthal, 45% of the vote. So it was close. It was very, That's very close. One. But uh, one of the funniest things I saw on Twitter, like when we first posted out the, the nominees, <laughs> was that uh, uh, someone's like, oh, this guy got a do-rag. I'm voting for him. Talking about Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> it was I so mean, funny. You know. You got to have uh, your reasons. That's I, that's as good as any, I guess. Right? My favorite Fernando Rodney moment was this Dodgers fan who said Fernando Rodney needs to respect the game and put his hat on the right way. When that person literally had a baseball hat on backwards in their twit pick, and I wow. had so much fun with them. And for that, it made we me hate Fernando you. Rodney. Yeah, and we thank you. <laughs> we thank you. Yeah, that was well earned. Good job, Fernando Rodney. Congratulations. Well earned. All right. Next one is bullpen stand of the year. This is a fun category too. Oof, these ones are hard to these ones are hard to relive. Um, as we just discussed, though, one of them is the Rosenthal infinite ERA stretch, the Doolittle meltdown versus the Mets, the Barraclaw meltdown versus the Dodgers, and the SIP meltdown versus the Mets. So the winner is. My favorite, the Rosenthal Infinite ERA stretch. That is just the most amazing thing. And when he finally recorded an out, I think his ERA that moment like, was like 172. Yeah, <laughs> which is arguably even funnier <laughs> than that. Yeah, it's like he ERA. finally recorded an out, and then his ERA was over 100. It was. There was also a infinite. moment where he gave up a run, and his ERA went down. <laughs> like it's so fabulous not even joking the dude what had the worst season by any reliever in mlb history and they signed him so quickly but it just became so fun to watch like the duo stuff was really sad just because like it was kind of pathetic watching him do that but we can all take just yeah. celebrate the fact that you we can got at least to enjoy that. the Rosenthal stuff. Exactly. It's just so absurd. Uh, and he gets you a ring. Help but enjoy uh, it. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's crazy to think that this was in the same season as we won the World Series. Like, I know. <laughs> insane. And to, to put like a number to it, his ERA is 172 when he finally recorded an out. That's giving up 30 runs an inning. Almost. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And, you know, the other thing I loved about this category was Tony Sipp. I heard an interview with him at one point on MLB Network Radio. I was just driving in the car, and he happened to be on. And they asked him who he was rooting for. Um, and he was like, well, I'm rooting for the Nats because if they win, I get a ring. <laughs> and he's got yeah, he's two so selfish. rings now, both for teams he wasn't even on anymore when they won the World Series. So that man has two championship he did, rings. He did his best to ruin both their seasons. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe he should win that so of the year. I, and that's, that's what I'm saying. It was, uh, it, I thought that was an amazing an amazing thing to, to have happen. So there you go. Tony Sipp gets some, gets some respect for that, too. <laughs> All right. Our are we? next um, category yeah. is... The play of the year, and no, I am not talking about the dinner for two for only twenty five dollars at 
Chili's, which is a great play <laughs> if you take your special someone too. I am talking sponsor about us. the Washington. Hashtag sponsor us. <laughs> the Washington Nationals in the what 90s. What a plug. Pl- what a plug. <laughs> so smooth. I was so I was sitting on that one for a while. Um, <laughs> I like counted out. Practice that I in the mirror. Player. I bet. Um, so the nominees for this are Jan Gomes gets crossed up by Max Scherzer. Jan Gomes gets crossed up by Steven Strasburg. Jan Gomes gets crossed up by Patrick Corbin. And my personal favorite, Jan Gomes gets crossed up by other. <laughs> this is a pretty pretty hard category, but. The winner goes to Jan Gomes gets crossed up by Max Scherzer for 41% of the vote. Nice, nice. Very well done. Congratulations, Jan. I mean, well-deserving. Jan is just the GOAT, so, I mean, it just makes sense that he would win this category. There you go. What else is there to say? All right, we're going to switch it up a little bit because I'm going to take the next one and then Nick is going to take the one after that. So our next one is actually one of my favorites, which is the Twitter account of the year. We've got some excellent Twitterers that we interact with all the time. We love you guys. Our nominees are at one lovely lady C, who did our um, fan of the show guest spot earlier this year, which was a lot of fun. Um, at Kai Braddock. I can't keep track of Kai's accounts, but my king. <laughs> the current one. Neither can Twitter. <laughs> You'll never keep him at, down. <laughs> at Nationals Post is the third nominee, and um, Wargret Crowley Aunt Marga is our uh, fourth God, one. I love so, her so much. Yes, Go. and the winner is Matt Kai Braddock with 37% of the vote, and the runner-up was at one lovely lady C with 27% of the vote. Honestly, and a no huge, offense, but I voted for for uh, for at one lovely lady C. Honestly, a huge upset. Like I, I honestly didn't see it coming. I thought uh, one lovely lady C had it in the bag, but so did Kai, I. Kai had it. Uh, it. It was, I mean, a pretty decisive victory. Congratulations, yeah. well deserved. Uh, I, I would yeah. say I, I think if uh, one lovely lady C didn't get into an argument with a random troll on Twitter and get suspended, then maybe she would have won. Yeah, well, she got, was, she got suspended. Funny. Yeah, she got suspended for like yeah. a day. Oh, she was telling. Oh, me and she, she came back swinging too. It was fantastic. Yeah, she oh. went down swinging. I respect her for it, but you know our voters. Our voters are very PC, so uh, they did they didn't like that. So it's probably hurt her in the, in the polls. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Our next one Nick is going to take. This is one of the best ones. Go for it. All right. So here it is, one of the biggest ones of the year. But we have a guest slash interview of the year. Four great interviews, some multiple times, multiple guests. uh, But one victor of them all. The nominees were... Tom Saleo, Sam Fortier, Jesse Doherty, and Pete Medhurst. Some great interviews. If you haven't gotten the chance to listen to them, you go back, listen to those interviews. There was some great content there. Um, but the way we did this, we did this a little bit different. So, yes, we had a vote, but ultimately the way we saw fit to decide this category was we each messaged um, each 
nominee and we calculated the time it took for them to reply because ultimately if you're the guest of the year you're going to be the best friend of this podcast you need to reply to us quickly like you got to be on it we're important in their lives just like they're important in our lives so that's how we um went about this that's how we arbitrarily decided this category exactly and the cool thing about this is so i messaged sam and jesse ryan messaged tom and amanda messaged pete so of the three of us nobody know who knows who's won i'm so scared though i know we don't even know none of us knows who won yet this is happening right now for you people as you guys find out we're gonna find out too so we'll go one by one and list uh, the times. So we'll we'll start from the top. The first one was Tom. Ryan, how long did Tom take to reply? Tom took eleven minutes. Oh wow. Oh <laughs> man. That's a tough time. All right. Whew. All right. How okay. how fast was Sam? So w- we have a decision to make because Sam also took 11 minutes oh, to reply. No <laughs> oh, no my way. goodness. Oh, man. Okay. And sort of a buzzkill. This one, this apparently Jesse is too mainstream for us now. Um, he actually did not reply. So Dude. Jesse oh, okay. so. has hit, hit the mainstream. Uh, uh, clearly, he's too good for us now. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We don't need him as a friend anyways. So we have a DNR did not reply for Jesse. Or we don't mean it, Jesse. Right. It's back. We'd love to have you on again. All right. Well, then I will tell you what. We have a very clear winner here. Mr. Pete Medhurst replied to me in six minutes. Wow. Wow. The upset. I did the, not expect that. I didn't expect it either because I'm pretty sure when I, I tagged all of them in Twitter, uh, like when I announced the nominees and I think it was Tom and Jesse were the, the two to like the tweet. So I knew they all knew about Damn it. Damn hitter at the retweet. Yeah. Nobody retweeted us, but I'm pretty sure Pete, I, I don't think, I'm not sure Tom follows the account. I'm pretty sure Pete's the only one who follows the account on Twitter. So it makes, ah, gotcha. He made, yeah. Yeah. So he, he clearly deserves this. Congratulations, Pete Medhurst. We're going to have him on in the future somewhat yes. soon so he can give his Hat acceptance Street speech. High Heat Guest of the wow. Year. And come on yeah. and take his victory I, lap. Yeah, nice. I fully expected Tom to win this. Um, I thought Tom was going to win it too. Tom and I, we, we, we message on Twitter very often, so I fully expect him to win. So he yeah, me upset. too. He's very wow. he's very active on Twitter. You might have just caught him at a time where he was a little busy. Wow. Happened, you know? Big win. Big win. Since we wow. decided this in a completely ridiculous way. <laughs> I think it was a perfect way. Oh, I, mean, I don't know. Only like the, the way people voted might have been easier, but that's okay. I'll take this. Hey, for all of our heaters out there, listen, if they – if they want to make time for you, they will. Okay? And that's how we're going about this. If they wanted to make time for us, say? they will. And Pete I don't know and who needs to hear Tom this, but if they, if, they, if it was important to them, they would make time. Exactly. Exactly. So congratulations to Pete. Just like Terry made time for us in his busy day to allow us to come in, and I'm still downing my margs and still have my chips and salsa. Um. I love Terry. I have to throw it out there again. But uh, congratulations to Pete. Ryan, what are we talking about? Do you want to split a dessert? 
Uh, yeah. Um, what do you want to get? I'm kind of feeling the um, well, let me do the thing. I'm actually thinking it's, the uh, Paradise Harry, Pie right now. Harry, can I get uh, a menu, please? Yeah, can we, can we get the dessert menu? Thank you. Yeah, um, thanks. The skillet chocolate chip cookie you've had before, pretty dick. Yeah, I, I could go for a chocolate chip cookie. All right, all right, back to it. All righty, are we done? Are we done? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here quietly and let you two do your thing there. <laughs> hey, you could have come to Chili's. It was an open invite. Uh, yeah, that's true. I have a, I have a, a too many three year olds at my house for leaving at ten o'clock at night when we're recording this. <laughs> and to answer the question that that braces is one one is too many i have one one three-year-old here which makes it impossible for me to go anywhere all right so we have one category left who wants it oh um i'll take it i'll take it i got this all right so final category of the night uh i mean i, I could do this forever i don't want it to end i don't want to leave chilies either but I, I don't want the heaters award to end. I'm having a blast. I'm four strawberry straw, straw, strawberry margaritas deep, and mm -hmm. it, it has been a blast. Uh, but alas, we're at the final category of the night, host of the year of Half Street High Heat. And you know the nominees, Amanda, Nick, and Ryan. But there can only be one. And the winner of host of the year is... All right, I guess that'll do it for us. Congratulations to all the winners. It was oh, excellent. Man. Thank you all for voting. I hope it, you it, enjoyed the show. It's been a blast. I mean, being at Chili's is great in general, but it, I tell you what, you throw on a tuxedo and you just put no rules on how many strawberry margaritas you can have and your life changes. So thank you for all of our heaters for supporting this podcast and voting. It's been a blast. I can't wait for next year. And, and on a slightly serious note, um, thank you guys seriously. What an amazing first season this has what, been. What I wasn't serious like, for we, you? Um, yeah. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. I mean, wait. Before before you before you get sappy, I just want to let everyone <laughs> know that this month Chili's is doing a special holiday uh, margarita for the five dollar margarita of the month, the Barry Blitz and Rita. Um, I got a little sneak peek of it from Terry, and it's unreal. Uh, just letting everyone know, so please go to your local Chili's. Thank you, Amanda. Or you your local continue. Terry. Okay. So it's get some booze. It's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, seriously, I just it, it's so cool that we decided to start this podcast this season, and they won the whole damn thing. So it's been such a blast. These awards were really, really fun, getting to sort of relive some of the big moments of the season. And we really appreciate you guys who listen. It is so much fun to interact with you guys on Twitter and, you know, just to kind of have a community of Nats fans that we can all enjoy each other and, you know, all the moments as they come. So thank you guys very much. Um, we hope you enjoyed this show. Um, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we will get together again next week, and uh, hopefully there will be some more news to talk about since the off-season thus far has been pretty slow. Um, you can find me on Twitter at awhite7877. You can get Nick and Ryan at DC Natchak, and you can follow the show at Half Street High Heat. Yeah. You guys, you guys got anything have, else before we go? I was go? just going to say, do you have any uh, predictions for who signs next? Maybe when or who and where? Um, 
Donaldson to the Rangers. Ooh. <laughs> Are you going to do that one every week? <laughs> every week. It's because I'm trying to will it into existence. That's my plan. Lonnie Chisenhall is signing. Lonnie freaking Chisenhall to the Nets, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Lonnie Chisenhall. Let's Tenth get man. Wow. He dispatches oh, from the random thought First man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm looking at the list. Um, I want to say someone like, like, I feel like a Garrett Cole has to sign first to really get the starting pitching thing going. Um, but it's not like Boris to sign so early. Um, so that one's probably going to wait. So I'm going to do Strasburg to the Nats just because I feel like that one's a given. We've saw reports about the Yankees going after Strasburg, but I mean, I, there's really no reason for him they to better go back to the, the hell up. They yeah. cannot have him. Yeah, he's not good to the Yankees. I mean, plus he had to shave his beard and he knows he doesn't want to do that. So I'm going to go Strasburg now, you to the Nats. Remember what he looks like without it? Nobody wants that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not pretty. Love you, Steven, but keep the, <laughs> keep the beard. All right. Is that it? We got anything else before we go? That's it. That's it. Terry, All I'll right. take my check. Yeah, uh, it's two split. checks, please. You can split it. You split it. Yeah, I don't want to pay for Ryan. Yeah. Oh, that's not very romantic. Well, until we get paid for this podcast, I'm not picking up anything. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right. We'll be like, and that brings us to the idea of the Patreon. Well, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good week. Um, I guess we will record again next Sunday and have another episode for you guys then. In the meantime, hit us up online and have a great week. Thanks for listening. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at lifemd.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.